Okay, welcome to episode six. What episode are we on? I just blanked on that. I think it is six. <laughs> I think of of, of Aaron mm. calling the podcast of two friends named Aaron calling each other to talk about music. That's what we do. We've been planning this for two weeks. That's why I can't remember what episode it is. <laughs> yeah, I think last time was five because I was like, oh, that that means something special, but. I don't know why five was like the number in my head that was like, oh, I think like if after five episodes, we can get on Spotify ah, or something. Yeah, but that's what it was that's in the it. same amount of time that you and I have had to call each other. Neither of us have figured out how to actually make that happen. So that is correct. Who cares? We're on the <laughs> iTunes. That's right. We're on the Apple. We're coming for you, Spotify. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> it really did take two weeks, I think, to uh, pull us together. Every time we're like, we'll do it tonight. And then something yeah. inevitably happens. It's almost like we're two old guys with families and other priorities in life rather than calling each other to talk about music. <laughs> I don't get it. Right. We have all the time in the world to do this until we are doing this regularly. And then we don't <laughs> have the time anymore. It disappears. <laughs> One night last week, I think we just both forgot, which was kind of great, because then yes. it was just like, oh, wait, we forgot, which is, <laughs> yep, I was like, are we supposed to do it? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it again. Okay. So we have a special episode this week. We're going to skip our purchases, which is kind of good, because I don't, I've completely lost track of stuff I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, picked up so right. um it's all it's very haphazard right now but we we still text each other what we get but um yep we're gonna skip that this week and and we're gonna go with a, an episode that we're, we have titled but you you have the perfect voice for it so i'm gonna let you do it <laughs> <laughs> are you feeling guilty <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel uh, so guilt, guilty pleasures. Is that what we said? This this could get really weird really quick if, if you yeah, do that voice get, and says that. It's gonna get wacky. <laughs> but uh, I think we I think we both agreed that we don't necessarily like the term guilty pleasures. So correct. give me your give me your brief explanation why that is for you, <laughs> and then I'll I'll tell you what it is for me and and how it relates. Basically, in short, we're gonna we're gonna go through five of our in six if there's time five of our favorite guilty pleasures, but with the caveat of what we both think guilty pleasures are. So you go first on your caveat, if you will. Right. Uh, I don't like guilty pleasures because it implies that like I don't know that like it's not okay to listen to them or like you shouldn't like a thing. And I'm like a stickler for always being like no you like what you like uh so i don't think there is such a thing as a guilty pleasure i think it's like you like whatever you like to me they're just more it's always fun to find out the things that people love probably as much as the stuff they talk about all the time but they they just whatever they don't for whatever reason you just don't talk about these as much as you do like david bowie or prince or something like that the the ones in our list don't come up as often. I mean, that's one of my favorite like icebreaker questions with people is just to ask them like a really like I'll just throw like a really random like 
what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? And you can just see their <laughs> face. And they, they're like, oh, wait, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. Throw yeah it at absolutely. Me. And then they're like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. Oh, really? That's interesting. And like, right. it seems to open up a whole new thing. So I, I, I agree with you. I think in the context of what we're talking about today, for me, guilty pleasures, is I'm going to sum it up as things that when I tell people what they like, they're surprised because yes. perhaps, if you will, to use a horrible internet term social media term that i like for the for me these these choices may be off brand uh yes if you will people are like what you like that and yes. uh um there's there's a couple on here that uh, i think people <laughs> probably know but i think right. for me it's like i don't really feel guilty listening to them i just sometimes maybe feel guilty by the reactions people give me when i say i like it right <laughs> right 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 and also we should point out Usually we tell each other about our purchases beforehand, That's right. so we kind of know, That's so we right. can talk. But we we went out of our way this time to not tell each other. So these are these are possible surprises for both of us. Yeah, this is like the Aaron calling family feud, like yeah, uh, where it's just going to be bing, and then we react because <laughs> we'll have no idea what the other one's saying. Right. It's going to be awkward um, if if we picked if one of us picked the same thing. I, but, I would almost guarantee that there's probably in the list that we whittled down from, there was some overlap. Probably. And probably. I tried to take out the ones that I think probably you and I have talked about in the past. Oh, smart. So hopefully there's even, it's like, I don't know, further down the Ford weird brain rabbit there hole. But we'll see. I think I got a couple that aren't going to surprise you, but that's, that's fair, too. <laughs> totally Absolutely. fair, I think. Well, let, why don't we do this? Why don't you go, and then I'll go. You go, I go. We'll, we'll, kinda, we'll, we'll do the old uh, Pembroke ping pong. <clears throat> all right. Uh, if you will. Oh, wow. That's a good, that's a very good analogy. <laughs> are we going to miss all of the classes that we're supposed <laughs> yes. to go to now? <laughs> it only relates to you, me, and probably Emily that listens. You <laughs> sat and us play ping pong for hours in college, but yes. Right. Um, all right, let me see. Number one, it, these are in no particular order. I'm just saying That's number fair. one because why not? Uh, I'm going to say, you probably know this one, uh, Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell. Perfect. Not Bat Out of Hell 2, Bat Out of Hell, the, the OG, as it were. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, say what you want about the man's politics. He is a loony Ben man oh, is right he? now i didn't know that I'm, yeah i'm not is. i'm not following the loaf <laughs> yeah he is he's out there whatever there's a great video of him singing the national anthem sometime within the last like five ten years i think with like mitt romney on stage that is totally worth the price of admission we're not talking about that guy we're talking about the guy who uh sang paradise by the dashboard light and um, two out of three ain't bad, which I still can't believe a country singer has not covered. That's fair. That's very fair. Two out of three ain't bad is like, it's like ready to be a country, a like new country song, but yep. it still hasn't. Um, took the words right out of my mouth, which is like actually probably my favorite song on that whole record. Um, it is over the top in a way that is stupid. Um, it really introduced the world to Jim Steinman as a songwriter who then wrote like, if you name five songs from like 1979 to like 1987, you're yep. probably going to name 
four of them will be his songs. <laughs> like he just had a run and they're pretty much all the same song. <laughs> like yeah. there are a ton of them that are the same thing. Um, I can put this thing, I can put this record on and listen to the whole thing. I rarely do. Uh, I, I have my moments. I think I just named probably all of them, but for some, for whatever reason, that record is gold. My mom, I think, ingrained it into my brain while I was a kid. Um, <laughs> Carol was a big fan. So it was around the house a lot. Better Hell 2 is fine and dandy, whatever. To me, it's like a different thing. Uh, this also happened right when I was, you know, of age to like watch MTV or whatever. So like he right. had some like performance videos on there and it, it was captivating as a child to see this uh, both figuratively and literally larger than life fella yeah. on stage doing this very fancy thing. And like the band looked all scraggly and weird and I didn't, I didn't understand it, but it was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> there was like baseball clips in a song. It was a whole thing. I mean, I'm um, a little surprised we don't hear like, and not off that one, but off I'd do any, you know, I'd do anything for love, mm -hmm. but I won't do that with the, what a weird title. Right. I'm surprised you don't hear more karaoke versions of that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, a guy that I Maybe worked because with. Because it's just too long. I don't know. Right. A guy that I worked with in Florida, we went and did karaoke one night and did Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Nice. And he let me, which is almost as long, if not as long as I would do anything for love, but uh he let me down mightily because he had had a few drinks and he, he he had convinced me he was like okay to do like <laughs> one part of the song and i was like cool man let's go so we get up there and he comes to his section yeah and i like look at him and he blanks and i'm like i'm like <laughs> looking at the screen like the words are out there dude and like one by one like all these ladies just stand up and they're like yelling at him like use that screen use that screen and i was like oh wow <laughs> this is so bad but anyways it's a 12 um, minute song dude it's 12 minutes <laughs> it's fine yes. to take a karaoke nap in the middle if you've had a right. if you've had a uh a, a vodka soda or two yeah because i'm sitting there like i got this like just go sit down i'll i will carry on myself i got all the words i know it like let's go but whatever um, anyways, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell, it's a jam. Nice. There you go. My first one, and yeah, I don't really know how to rank these, but I think my first one, um, so mine is a mix. So I'm looking at all five of mine. So mine's a yep. mix between albums yep. and just sort of artists. So roughly the I same thing too. start with an album because mm -hmm. I think that's a little bit easier. Yep. But my first one would probably be Linda Rodstadt's Heart Like a Wheel LP. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. I know, right? Um, I just think people don't expect for me to really, really love that record, but it's uh, um, it's just one of those that, like, from beginning to end is just sort of perfect. It's mm -hmm. like taking – it's like the perfect bridge, right? It's like the one that made a really, really big, like the right. big, big album. Yeah. But um, it's just got great songs on there. It's got, you know, Faithless Love, um, Dark Into the Street. Um, yep. It's got the When Will I Be Loved, like it kind of comes in with that really catchy out of nowhere pop pop cut. And then she does her own version of Willin, which is uh, which mm. is written by Lowell George from yep. Little Feet, who that – first little feet record is 
kind of perfect as well. Yeah. And um, I, they just have a new documentary out about her. So I think Ems uh, and I are going to go try to see that this week. But like, it's sort of just the perfect voice with the perfect record, you know, produced by Peter Asher. Like, it's just kind of great. And like, even with Willen, you know, um, you know, it's kind of written from a truck driver's perspective, but she didn't really change like, you know, the sexes of the song, if that makes right. sense. Do you know what I mean? Like she basically sings it like a guy would sing it. She doesn't change yep. the names or something along those lines. So it's just sort of a perfect, it's like a perfect album and it's everywhere. And there's, they sold so many that any Goodwill, I find them right. all the time. And I usually pick them up if they're in playable condition. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. multiple copies. Um, I, you know, looking at my list, mine's very female heavy, which I don't know what yeah. that says, but, um, and even the one dude is, uh, fairly, yeah, you'll, it'll tie back to that. But like, <laughs> um, that's just for me, it's just like a classic, uh, it's a classic record to put on. And, uh, when I talk to people about how much I love Linda Rossnet, they, they sort of like, I think people just think maybe of like the, you know, the later stage, you know, when it just was kind of, you know, like post seventies, Linda, I think. And right. so, um, I think it's just a great, it's just kind of a great guilty pleasure, if you will. So nice. What is, would you say that is the, that is a good hopping in point for somebody who has yeah. not loved the Linda Ron set like they maybe should have? I think so. Just because the songs are also different and it just kind of spans like the early stuff can be a little more in the countryside Mm-hmm. The 80s stuff can be a little bit more like just straight up pop. This is sort of like a perfect blend of like, you know, basically being like the female Eagles. You know what I mean? Where it's just like right. there's all these different kind of, you know, um, kind of genres. I mean, like Darkened of the Street is a cover and I'm blanking on the soul singer who originally did it. But yeah. his version is beautiful. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, you yeah. know, a song about two people, you know, ha- having an affair in a at the dark end of the street and worried that right. people are going to catch them, you know, like yeah. heavy, heavy stuff. Do you know what I mean? So right. I would, I'd say that's a good, good starting place for sure. So, I mean, I, I hate to say it. She's a great candidate for greatest hits. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you yes. know, she's very much like I just go on Apple music and hit essentials and you'll be fine. Uh, right. Or Spotify, whatever. But if you want to own one, I would go with uh, heart like a wheel for sure. Nice. Nice. Very good entry, sir. Thank you. Um, round two. Round two. Uh, so this is probably not going to surprise you at all, but it, I would be remiss if I did not talk about this record because it is formative for me in multiple ways. But uh, Fine Young Cannibals, Wrongly Cooked. Yes. It is. That's a really good one, by the way. It and is... I, I should have known you'd pick that one because we used to talk about it in college all the time. <laughs> I'm so happy you did because that it's, yeah, keep going, keep going. It is, uh, it is probably the only, I won't say the only, it is probably one of maybe five records I have owned in every format, I believe, that has ever been produced. <laughs> like, I love that. Like, I had it on cassette. I wore that out, I think, in college. Uh, I had it on CD for a minute. I think I lost it somewhere. I have it on vinyl right now. Like it is to me, it is kind of a quintessential, like, or almost the quintessential, like eighties. Yes. Pop record. Um, because it was made by people who had come from 
you know, they were they were in uh, English Beat, uh, two of the guys before, yep. and uh, it was like they were big, yes, but not enormously internationally. Oh my God, huge! And um, this definitely was, and this was not their first record. Like the first record did good, but like this one was like it all came together. And I think, you know, it's one of those things like the single eclipses the record. So everybody always knows she drives me crazy. Yeah. And they're like, okay, that's it. But it's like, no, they had another single. It was called The Good Thing. And that was also good. And a great nod to like a bygone time and like the 60s pop feel, but Mm -hmm. married to like the production of the 80s. And it's so good. There's like, you know, the funky drummer sample shows up. Like they were sampling things. They were doing weird stuff production wise. They went, they played Saturday Night Live on this record. Yeah, like yeah. it is like, you know, the visual will forever be seared in my brain of that, you know, she drives me crazy video with the guys jumping. Yep. And I, I thought it was like a thing of like of my age until my young son at like a year and a half saw it and like could not take his eyes off it. And I was like, Nope, that's a thing. Yep. <laughs> like everybody just watches it, you know? Um, but yeah, it is, <laughs> I can probably put that record on if, if people are at my house and there's music being listened to at some point, it will come on because yeah. I'm just like, you have to hear this. And they're like, is this the thing? And I'm like, wait for it, <laughs> wait for it, wait for the rest of it. And they're like, but I've heard it. I guarantee you've not heard side two because everything you know about it's on side one and it's one and two. That's right. <laughs> so you probably haven't ever heard the whole thing. And if anybody ever listens to this, if you haven't heard the whole thing, do yourself a favor. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, what she drives me crazy is such a great song that like Ugh. when it, when it comes in to me, it just, I can't think of anything, but like, but the song, I, I don't right. know how to, say that any better i mean there's obviously right. songs that come on and you can kind of but it just locks you in and i you know yeah. a couple years ago yeah several years ago now when i used to dj weddings man i just wanted to play that song all the time but like i knew people <laughs> would probably you know it was it was a risky one to play you know and once you right. start it you can't really kind of fade out of it without being like oh that was a big misstep but right and it <laughs> You know, I know there's like 80s DJs out there, and I'm sure they just love when they get to cue that one up and play it. Yeah, of course. And it's it's that song, you know, like even people who don't, I feel like it's, it is that song, people who don't like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it is, it is the song that is like so many people's quote unquote guilty pleasure because they're like I don't like this kind of thing but you'll there you see the tough guy over in the corner going ooh ooh <laughs> like you're like yep that guy knows it <laughs> I'm talking to you tough dude you know like yep hoo hoo all you want I know that's right that's right that's a good one that's yeah. very good 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 thanks thanks so I'm looking at my list the second one I have on my list is actually kind of embarrassing so I'm gonna go last with that one so people okay. can hang in it's the only one on my list that I'm kind of embarrassed about so <laughs> well I know this one I I don't know I, okay. I it's kind of like a it's like a true confession I think the, mm. the that one will be so if, okay I don't think it'll surprise you yep. but uh, but yeah uh, so my second choice that I'm gonna go with is on the artist side. Yep. And you're probably going to be mad at me about it because to say it's a guilty pleasure, <laughs> you're going to think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. But Am again, I hang up. 
<laughs> no, no, I hope not. I'm if we out. Go back, if we go back and reference kind of what we were talking about earlier where people are surprised. Yes. Um, like, this is an artist that Emily and I went and saw live a couple years ago. And I remember telling people about it. And they were like, really? Like, you're going to see her? And I was like, yeah, she's great. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, and it's it's Janet Jackson. Yes. And, again, I don't think... It, listening to Janet Jackson is a guilty pleasure, but I think nope. when I tell people I love her and like I yes. really, really yes. like resonate with some of her songs, like yes. people are just in, like they're like <laughs> really like uh, to them they're just sort of like I think she's just pop, but like right. the songs that I listed, like I, I made a little list here, and like mm-hmm. there's three albums for me, and like if you put these songs on to me, it's like the same thing as like putting on like you know, like a stairway to heaven or something. It's like, right. get out of the way, you know? Right. And so <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people start with control and, and I get that. But for me, yep. like rhythm nation is just the, <laughs> I, it's probably to me, one of the best pop records of the eighties, like hands down. And yep. it's set such a, it's hard to explain. I think to people how important that album was. Like it yep. just, when you were growing up in that age, like you'd never seen sort of a, you know, an African-American woman come out and command a, a dance troupe with like a microphone and like military gear. Like just yeah. the whole thing was like, this was like, it's like I read somewhere cause I think the album just turned 30 years old and yes. I was kind of reading about it. And they were, they were saying like, she was kind of the first one that used dance, like as a social message, you know what I mean? Like to right. really kind of take things to the next level. And that album, I mean, obviously the song Rhythm Nation in and of itself, but and I know you just bought the LP, but I <laughs> I bought it a couple years ago. And yeah. really when you go and listen to the LP is the first time that like the sequence the sequencing really plays a big part. Yep. And there's all those little like weird nuggets in between or whatever. But yep. like to go to think about the fact that you've got an artist that goes and on one record goes from <laughs> Miss You Much into Love Will Never Do. <laughs> Shut up. I mean most people don't even Okay, but wait, then there's like a weird sort of interlude thing or maybe even another song. Then it goes all right into Escapade. And for me, Escapade is the quintessential vacation song of all time. Like, yes, it's hard to play it without even be like, I'm just going to leave. Like, if it were to come on in my office, I'd be like, I got to go. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, But those four songs are all kind of right there in the, the meat of the album. And they're just all of them are perfect. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And that's not even getting into like the Janet album, you know, well, obviously the, the cover oof. where, you know, you, Girl. you know, not, yeah, but that's the way love goes. Oh, so what good. Just when it kicks in, do you know what I mean? Like that right. baseline. Um, and then, the other song on that one was the, if, uh, mm-hmm. with those crazy guitars, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and then, um, that velvet rope record, uh, with the got till it's gone is just, I mean, these are songs that like, to me. So when I was going to see her play, everyone's like, I can't believe you're going to see her live. And I'm like, she's one of the, like, like outside of maybe her brothers, like in, you know, like a prince or something is like one of the most interesting performing type artist. I mean, she's right up there with like a Tina Turner esque type right. person. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, so people are always surprised by that, but I just love it. Like 
I know so many of the words. Like I own Miss You Much on a 12-inch single and I own Rhythm Nation LP. I mean, yeah, you do. I just love it. I love it, love yeah. it, love it. So that that's my number two, which you will I think agree with 100 Absolutely. I mean, I could I we could probably stop the list and just talk about that record. <laughs> just talk about Rhythm Nation by itself. Like I I guess I got it initially I downloaded it or something in it. So it had the it had the interludes in there, but like, yep. um, that was the first time I'd heard it in that, in the full format. Cause for wacky recording industry reasons, you know, you leave off the, the parts that are too heavy for the, the masses or whatever in some yep. formats. So originally it didn't really have it, which I can't really imagine listening to it without them because yeah. I don't know. It seems like such an integral part of the experience, but at the same time, it's like if if you had to listen to that record without any any stopping, I think you might have some sort of like medical condition after you're done. Yep. <laughs> like you need you need the interludes because you're like, that was the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, so crazy. And and like these songs, like Rhythm Nation's five and a half minutes long. Well, um, the intro alone is is worth the I price know. of admission. <laughs> love, will, love will never do is five five fifty. All right, is almost seven minutes long. I mean, they're just like they didn't even care. It was just like let's just go for it. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and if and, and if you even want, got, it's even got Black Cat on there, which I can uh, listen to. <laughs> and if you want, so yes, so Escapade is my jam. I mean, because yeah. if it isn't your jam, then we really have to talk. Um, but if if I get down to it, the other song that probably could be like literally right behind it, uh, come back to me. Yes. Yeah. That is, it's almost too much to take. Um, but the interesting thing I discovered because it's a Terry Lewis and, uh, Jimmy jam record. Yep. If you listen to uh, human by the human league, cause they, they did that record. Right. So they did that record like three years before I was, I've been researching this record a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they did that record. Uh, if you listen to Human and then listen to Come Back to Me right after it, yeah. it's like the same song. It is. Oh, that's interesting. It's very interesting. It's it's li- literally like they were like, we almost got what we wanted out of that group, but we know we're going to get it out of you. So we're just going to take all that goodness and we're going to chuck it into this song yeah. as well and pretty much just kind of invert some of the melody here. But it's like, pretty much the thing like you can even sing one over the other and it works yeah but it's like one is so like they're both great songs but like come back to me i mean come on (laughs) i just i I just feel like it's such a big pop sensation that people just don't like that they just sort of wash over it do you know what i mean in an era that was really pop heavy and like when you when you go back and listen to it 30 years later right now that's what i was saying earlier like it's still fresh like it's yeah. still so fresh. and like I, and the thing and the thing that I was reading was like uh you know it got comparisons at the time to like uh what's going on and for oh, being yeah. like this like you know socially conscious pop record that like rode the line between completely going socially conscious and yeah. also entertaining in a way that like you could not plug in to what she's trying to say yep. and still enjoy it which was yep. Which is probably the hardest thing to do, honestly. It's yeah. like, how how do you marry those two worlds and 
She totally did. And I think, I mean, at that point in her career, she was crushing her brother as far as like a, yeah. as an artist. Like, I think I she was too. just destroying him. Well, she had the, <laughs> I mean, the whole package is there. I mean, the, just the album cover and the hat. Like, I was, I was talking about, like, just the fact that she was kind of wearing all black with those, like, big, awesome shoulder pads and, like, right. still those cut suits, you know, and they're all dancing. Yep. And she's always in the front leading it. Like, yep. That to me was just sort of because when Michael danced, it was always sort of like uh, people danced behind him and he kind of went off. But I always felt right. like hers was sort of like everyone's following her and kind of doing what she's doing. So, yep. again, it's just I don't Oof. know, man. It's good there. So it's a really good one. Thank you. Wow. Round three. Now, this is going to sound weak after that. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so now I'm going to go and I'm going to go and really throw a monkey wrench into things um here we go i'm just gonna say it cheryl crow (laughs) (laughs) hold on i do have okay go on all right cheryl crow i don't i this is not on my list but um there may be one thing here i can agree with you but you go you do your thing (laughs) (laughs) cheryl crow uh my latest mistake is that the song favorite mistake favorite favorite mistake from the globe sessions okay uh pretty much it's the only record of hers that i've ever listened to front to back and wait is the globe sessions an album or yes okay yes it is the one that comes after her self-titled the one that has like makes you happy on it and yeah that's tuesday night music club or whatever uh actually it's the one after that there's this was like third record Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Third record. Okay. So if, I'm not well versed in her catalog. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's okay. Um, so yeah. So the second record is the one where she kind of quote, got to do what she wanted to do. It was like, she wrote all the songs and got to do whatever and got her like superstardom. Um, okay. It was also like the breakup record globe sessions is like the, uh, I, I did the breakup record thing. Now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to like kind of stretch it a little bit and yep. do this more organic y singer songwriter y sort of record. So, favorite mistake is on it. And then there goes the neighborhood, I think is the other mm. single, which is also yeah. good, but not. There is something about the song, favorite mistake, that's like just. It encapsulates the time. I think it was like 98 when it came out, 99, something like that. It encapsulates that moment in time. Like it sounds like that time and all that. So as a, it's more of, I love the song more as like a pick it apart as a musician sort of thing. Like the drumming is really great. Like there's a groove on it. That's really nice. Everything sounds really good. And it didn't sound like, all the other singer songwritery records that were happening happening at that time. Like it sounded like its own little thing and she sang really great on it. And there's never like a, like a over the top vocal. It's like very laid back, like just her doing her thing. It's a, you know, verse chorus verse. There's a bridge in there somewhere and then we're done. It's like, and we're good. I think they ruined the entire record by putting her sweet child of mine cover on it. Oh, at some point, yeah. Which is like, oh why, why stop? <laughs> like, don't ever, yeah. Don't ever do that. Please ever yeah. do that again. Um, yeah. and I think everything after this is, I, I couldn't even tell you what happened after this. Yeah. 
but that She's song popped, like popped up a lot. Yeah. yeah I have that one song Cheryl I will Crow do a song. I have one. And it's the strong enough song. Oh, the are you yeah, strong enough to be my man song? Like for some reason I think the uh, I think she does a great job. I just think it's a great song and like the right. way they produced it's really great. It's nice and simple and like it right. wasn't uh you know, but then like if it makes you happy was came out after that, I think, and they played yeah. it nonstop and I was like, I, right. I gotta I gotta go. I can't do this. <laughs> I think I remember. I can't live in a world were... where Cheryl Crow's making more money singing "If It Makes You Happy" and like Liz Fair's broke. <laughs> you know <what> right, I mean? <laughs> right. I think I remember both you and I like driving around Nashville, like changing the radio station every time that song came on. Like, oh my god, oh, they're still playing I mean, the song. They they played it. They still play it. It's just, yeah. it's, it's it's not for me. I will say that it no. uh, it may be for plenty of people, but it's not for me. Yeah, but if I, it's your I'm guilty impressed. pleasure, it's fine. It's just not you, our guilty yeah. pleasure. You have surprised me with the show, Crow. I would have not seen that one coming. I thought that one might get you. So, there it is. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to go here with one that may. Um, that may surprise you. All right, hit me. And it's just an album. What are we on? Number three. Yeah, we're on three. Okay. We're, this is three and a half. <laughs> All right. So let me set this up. This is why. <laughs> There are certain albums that have like a perfect grouping grouping of songs, yep, and really well written songs. And this is sort of uh, back in the pop range, right? Gotcha. And uh, a great example would be if I go DJ and I DJ from like eight thirty to twelve thirty at night, right? So like four hours of like typically loud, like kind of upbeat, you know, like everything from like Archer's Loaf to Neil Young to you know. Uh, funkadelic to whatever, right? So there's this right. kind of all-in-your-face stuff. And I'm like, oh, cool, I gotta drive home 30 minutes. Like, what do I listen to? I've played everything I know, <laughs> you know what I mean, in that time. So I'm like, I kind of need something that'll keep me up, I can kind of sing along to, and yep. it's gonna keep me in there, right? And it's sort of okay. like, I call these, I call certain albums um, like the, the, the last hour drive albums, like, you know, where it's kind of late, you're tired, you just need something to get you through there. Right. Yep. So for me, it's Kelly Clarkson's breakaway album. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to set it up with the first three songs, right? Yep. Um, breakaway. Of course. Since you've been gone, which I'm sorry, is still gone. a genius done genius genius song i mean first of all i don't think a song i think that was the last song ever that was really huge it had dynamics meaning like loud right. soft back and forth like where it kind of drops out and yeah. then it comes kicking back in when everyone yeah. can kind of like whatever and then behind these hazel eyes right after that like oof. all i'm saying is that this is all i'm saying if you or anyone you know <laughs> wants to be a songwriter and they want to be like the biggest songwriter in the world. Like they want to make all the money. Right. And this could be right. in country or pop or even like Christian music. Even though I don't think there's money there necessarily, but like Correct. if you just want to write the catchiest pop song, you can just listen to those three songs because it will perfectly explain to you what a bridge is. Yes. <laughs> like yes. all three of those songs have these bridges that tie the songs together in a way that just make you want to immediately go back and listen to the song again when it's done. Like I can sing these songs. Like I could just be sitting in a room and somebody could be singing. I could jump right in lyrically. I know them so well. 
like the album after that starts to drop off. You know what I mean? Yep. Like uh, yep. they had the other the other big hit, um, like because of you. Like I can't. Yes. I have to skip that one. But um, but like there's some other songs on there that are kind of fun, like Walk Away near the end or whatever. But like I jo- I don't know. Like it's after that. I don't. Again, I don't know anything she ever. Actually, I I did buy the My December record that she put out and <laughs> nice. tickets to go see her on tour. <laughs> <laughs> that's how obsessed i was with breakaway I had tickets yep. to go see her on the my december tour and then if you'll remember her record label like she accused them of derailing that album because it was a breakup record and nobody liked it and right. uh like clive davis supposedly like just like 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 sabotaged it if you will and so she canceled her whole tour like it just everything fell apart so i never saw her like on Ugh. tour like she's been on uh events for my work and things that have been like oh cool you know but yeah man that's that's the one that's the jammer like that's what gets me home after after a long night of djing and uh those last like 30 (laughs) 45 minutes and you're like it's only three songs that's okay you can listen to them more than once (laughs) (laughs) as you should i was trying to see isn't which which one of her records is it the one after that that had mike watt on it he oh. played. He played on one of her records, I which is do insane. That is. And I can't. I couldn't find it in the in the listing of uh, personnel here. But I, I did see that she had like I think there's like 18 drummers on here. I think every song had a different drummer. Which oh, is, sure. Which is I'm a thing. Sure. Sure. And they were all like the the toppest of the top call guys. <laughs> it looks like getting, no ringers. It looks like uh, I don't know. It looks like two thousand six ish is when he did it. So. Yeah, maybe it was maybe it was the second, the next record. But yeah, I, I always remember being like, well, yeah, there it was. It's on the the one after. Yeah, it's on. Uh, That's crazy. My December. There you go. I was like, what? Oh yeah, the My <laughs> December, the breakup record. I'm telling you, it's yeah. actually a good record. Like they. There just, you go. It didn't have like the feel good hits on it. Not that right. Here's the other thing too. Like um, the song "Breakaway." Like as there's a time in everyone's life where like <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. Do it. Do it. But, like everyone leaves home, right? Like you want right. you want to break away. That's right. Um, you yeah, know, you got like, to. You got to spread your wings and learn how to fly. You got to. <laughs> You got to, and though it's not easy to tell you goodbye, like it's that's what I'm saying, man. Like it, and makes it's sense. because like, of you. <laughs> you can like you can you can I don't know I can I can wrap myself up in my weighted <laughs> Kelly Clarkson blanket and feel secure for oh. for three or four songs. Oh, so <laughs> all right, good. that's enough about Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Kelly KC. Oh, Round man. four. Good lord, it's real good. Um, okay, coming in hot on this guy. Uh, this is gonna be a song, song oriented part Love two it. for me. Um, Crush on You by the Jets. Oh, <laughs> uh, if there is a song, if there is a song on this planet that will get me more like ready to do whatever it is I've just been told I have to go do, like, yep. Man, Ford, you got to go cook, you know, 5,000 meals for somebody. I'll be like, cue up the Jets, crush on you right now. I need five minutes to myself, please. 
and I will like break into a sweat and like do some running around, and get real pumped up. Like it's a, it's, it's your can of spinach. It is a thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I have no answer for why. It is a song that I heard probably ten million times as a like probably five six year old. I, yep. I remember vividly being with like a cousin who was much older. I was staying with my uh, my grandparents and the cousins were over there and everything. And like, um, I remember she had like some girlfriends over and like they were in her room, like playing music, you know, jumping on the bed, whatever. I think they had just like started high school. She was just old enough. And uh, I remember like walking by the room, like, and they were just having like the best time that people have ever had in their life, like not doing anything crazy, just like, you know, yep. just hanging out. And that song is playing and they're just like losing their minds. And then I saw the video and it looked like the people were also losing their minds. And like six yep. year old me is like, I want to lose my mind. That sounds great. So look at you guys. You're dressed like some cool kids. I don't know what's happening. There's like 30 of you in the band. I don't understand. Later, I totally understood about their world and it's very weird, but whatever um they are you know the preeminent uh filipino super group of our time yeah uh i should say filipino mormon i believe (laughs) yeah yeah but they they that song is like it has all the hallmarks of all the things that it came out around like when you hear it it has way too many of those like keyboard stabs and bang lots of yep. bada, 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 bam, all that stuff like yeah. it's it's way it's too much but yeah. it's perfect and like the girl sings like an angel and then the other girl comes in she sings like an angel and it's like i'm done i'm, I'm done i'm just gonna stand here and run in place for a little while like i'm in <laughs> flash dance and then we're <laughs> then i'm good the jets crush on you is tremendous that's all i love I'm saying. it i love it there you go. If you want to see me get hyped, that's the one. <laughs> Ford's getting I, hyped. We need to have like a, uh, yo, we just need to have like a, like a jam party. You know what I mean? Like, so just, true. Just bring out songs like that and just so everybody true. go nuts. I'd be for my last one, I have to, I really have to, I'm, I'm right now going to dig in my crate to find out that's this track awesome. listing. But anyways, go ahead. Okay, so my next one is uh, it's another female artist. That's no surprise. And uh, this one, again, people just don't really understand. But I don't think they want me to explain it to them because I think they just think it's kind of weird. Right. Uh, and like sometimes I play it at home and, and people here and are just like, what are you listening to? Um, and I, I own one of the records in every format except for an LP, but when it comes out, I will, yeah, it just needs to come out. But yep. Um, this goes way back into childhood, but uh, it's Amy Grant. Yes, there it is. I was waiting on it. <laughs> I like, knew it. I knew it was coming. I mean, okay. So first of all, yes, the unguarded, the, world. L- the unguarded LP has four <laughs> covers and I own three of the four and yes, I am a, uh, I'm I'm on the look for for the fourth cover and what is I find the fourth it, I will cover? Be so excited. Well, so so she's wearing it's 
it's actually sort of perfect. It's this beautiful white album cover, and <laughs> she's wearing this polka dot jacket, and Amy Grant is just in hot pink lettering, but in yep. each of the covers, she's sort of in a different pose in the jacket, ah, so... Okay. It's very, it's almost hard to remember. I actually have a picture saved on my phone of the three <laughs> copies that I own because I have to go. And even Emily will be in the store. She's like, is this the one? I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, you know what right. I mean? So, well, um, now I'm going to be texting you if I see him because occasionally I will run across Amy Grant World. I think I texted you one or two, but yeah. Um, yeah, now I'm going to send you. I'm going to be like, how about this one? Unguarded in and of itself. I mean, it's got love of another kind, find a way everywhere I go. So I think what's hard to explain is like, if you, you know, if you were someone that grew up in a conservative, mostly probably religious household that didn't Mm -hmm. really approve of anything secular, right? So like, right. Uh, I just wasn't, I was never allowed to watch MTV. I was not allowed to read Rolling Stone. Like, right. you know, I wasn't allowed to really buy a lot of second music. So you can see how that worked out. But, <laughs> but at the time you only had like certain things you could listen to. And like Amy Grant was the quintessential female pop, like uh Christian artist. And like, she, here's the thing, like she just beautiful and she's got like this smoky kind of like sexy voice when she's singing right. like right. and you're like whoa like you just have a crush on her yep. and you know you're talking in the uh the jet song with like the staccato like keyboards yes. and like yes. guitars like a lot of it's like these sort of like slow like pop songs and then like the chorus kicks in and there's just like these bing 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 you know what I mean? And then she'll sing. You're like, what is going on? You know, but yes. like unguarded, she's got another album called lead me on with the title track. Lead me on is so mm-hmm. great. So that's 85 and 88 and 86. Cool. She releases an album called the collection, which is basically <clears throat> the greatest hits album. And it's yep. this beautiful black cover with her, like kind of blended in like black and white photo. And yep. so great. Like our, our, our mutual friend, Isaac, uh, like who lives in Portland now, I think, yeah. Uh, found a copy in a record store one time and sent it to me. And like, I just love it. Like I, I, when I was growing up, I listened to that album. So 86, I would have been eight years old. Okay. So I listened to that album over and over and over and over. (laughs) Like, I just know it. Like there's songs like El Shaddai. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, I just know all the words, but um, then she did the impossible and she released heart in motion in 1991. That's the quintessential the one. pop album. That's the one. I have the cassette, the CD, and I just, I don't know. I've got to find the LP at some point, and I sort of don't want to overpay it just so I can have it. Like, I right. want to, like, have that moment in a store where I just find it and, like, embrace it and probably be, like, have <laughs> tears coming down my eyes when I find it. <laughs> but, I mean, Hard in Motion was a big deal because, like, yep. she came out with Baby Baby, and they were playing it on MTV, and, like, uh, I mean, Played I used to work, I, I started working at a Christian radio station in probably like 94, maybe 93, 94, something along those lines. And like, it was a big deal for people to like, if you got a divorce, which she did, but like, if you did certain things, they just didn't play you anymore. So once baby, baby crossed over, she was like, she was singing about guys, not God. And so she was totally blocked out. But that album, man, it's like, again, it's sort of like the, it's real heavy on the front end, but like, 
Um, yeah. Good for me is this sort of like happy little bopper. And then baby, baby, every heartbeat bears your name. Oof. I can listen to that song three times in a row. And there's That's this great one. part at the end where it's like they do this thing where they're like, ah, 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 ah. they get really <laughs> high on it. I'm like, oh, I wait for it every time. And it's the best. <laughs> then she's got the ballad. That's what love is for. And then uh. there's a song called Ask Me which is this great song about like this woman going through these hard times. And what's so funny is it was like outcast by like, you know, like Christian stores went and saw it or whatever. And like the main line in that is like, ask me how I know there's a God up in the heaven or whatever. So like, she's still referencing, I mean, the right. main line in like every heartbeat is, you know, let me share this testimony, which is like any kid that grew up in church was like, Oh, I right. know what that means. You know what I mean? Right. So like she's I, totally doing the thing of like she's doing bringing the, thing. Bringing the she's message. She's doing the thing. She's doing the thing. Right. I, a few years ago, Emily and I were in church. She walked in and I was like, that's it. I can't even pay attention. Like I just <laughs> stared at the back of her head the whole time. I was like, Emily, she's right there. She's like, I know. I'm like, God, she's right there. You she's been on like, spe- like television specials that my job's produced. And like, I'm in the room and I'm like, I have to leave. Cause like, I, I, right. I can't. I, you know, like, it's just like the one, like, that's like the one weirdo person. But I sort of think that like, like of all the, like, uh, you think about Netflix documentaries or like podcasts or whatever, like, you know, I think that she's like, would be a fascinating example of someone because I actually found, I bought a copy of Unguarded and someone, it was kind of creepy, had cut out, but it's not creepy because I just sounded creepy. This is what you did. They cut out <laughs> articles of her from like People Magazine or whatever, oh, wow. you know, or like Time, Li- or, uh, Time Magazine, whatever. And they, they were shoved in the jacket. Oh. And there's all these things about her crossing over and being seen by other things. And one of her quotes is like, you know, Madonna plays in a lace bra and, and I'm wearing a gigantic sweater, you know, like things like right. that. And so there's just <laughs> that would be such a great story to tell, I think. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's my fourth one. Nice. And I'm not ashamed by that one at all. <laughs> no. Nor should you be. That that record Heart in Motion was like I mean it was gigantic. I mean, yeah. It's huge. 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 Uh so good. yeah, baby baby's real good. Oh, I mean that like I think our mutual friend Ryan Burleson and I've played that very late at night, yeah. you know, in a party where no one's brain is working right and it's just right. perfect you know yeah so. i mean i think that's kind of the common thread of all of these things that mm-hmm. we've mentioned it's like you could just play them late at night and be like look at everybody and be like yep, yep there you go smiles yep. yep okay jumping dancing sweating yep that's right all right final round oh man i just did the ford final round final round finish him uh <laughs> flawless victory um <laughs> you know what gosh. i thought of you the other day it's a totally came in but i said it in front of the boys and i was like i gotta explain this but uh, <laughs> i used the phrase like with authority yes because <laughs> <laughs> i was in that that basketball game that we used to play video yes. games right like that was yes. one of the lines with like, authority he's, he's on fire with authority <laughs> i always thought that was such a great line so with authority <laughs> Round five with authority. Occasionally, like at work, sorry, I will also digress. Occasionally at work, uh, somebody will throw something away with yeah. authority. And of course, that's the first thing I do with authority. 
And they're always like, wow. I'm like, yep, there you go. You're welcome. That one's for free. The next one costs you. Um, uh, So I'm kind of, while we're talking about this, I'm I'm like, uh, there's, as you might guess, there is a large list in front of me. And I'm kind of picking with Millie here. We can do round two. We can do round two soon. That won't be hard. All right. Well, I'm just going. I'm going. I'm coming in hot. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Juice Newton. <laughs> That's right. I'm holding the record in front of me. Juice Newton. The, Is specifically, that the sitting down? Yes. Specifically the album <laughs> Juice. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. I love it. I love it. So here's the thing. All right. When you, the reason I had to get this record is because you can't really, you can't really oversell the the power of a record that begins with a ballad. Not, I mean, it's it's astounding as a song, but the title of which is just "Angel of the Morning." Oh, I... <laughs> that is how you start your album. You're so you are so apparently somebody was so sure. Yeah. That this was going to be like gold. Like they're they like, this is going to crush everything around it. They're like, yeah. go ahead and put that crazy slow ballad. Like the crazy <laughs> slow one. Put that number one. Like what? Don't you want to be up tempo? Nope, 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 nope. Listen to me. <laughs> you want that to be the first thing everyone hears when they drop the needle on that record. Angel of the Morning, go. Yeah. Watch. It's almost like a bet. Yep. <laughs> Like somebody had a bet going. Like, this is going to be huge. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'll bet you however much it makes that yep. it will be. And yep. they won because, wow. So it goes Angel of the Morning. Then there's this Shot Full of Love song, which is a great country song. But then then it's Ride em Cowboy, which is, yeah, okay. But then she drops Queen of Hearts. That's right. Oof, which is great. Yep. Um, a great country song that sounds... It's weird because this record, I picked this up for like, I don't know, $2 somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I feel like she was one of those artists who was sort of out of time. Like, yeah. she should, if she was around like a little too early. Yeah. Like, if she was around yeah. 10 years later, yeah. you'd still be hearing her name. Yeah. But, like, it took her, like, four records to get to here or something yeah. like that. It's something stupid. Yeah. yeah. Four records to get to there. Uh, I think two or three of them were, like, with a band that she was fronting. And then somebody was like, honey. <laughs> yeah. Don't do, don't do that. You want to do this thing. And so she went and did the solo thing and then slowly crept. And then this thing drops like a freaking rocket. Um, so, yeah, Queen of Hearts. And there's another song, whatever. Covers... Uh, all I have to do is dream, which is real nice. Yep. And then you end, there's, you know, so there's some other great country songs, but then you end your record with another giant ballad. That's right. The sweetest thing I have ever known is loving you. And it is, I put this on the other night. We were in the music room doing something. Ozzy's running around having a great time. I was like, I was like, Stacy, you ever heard this record? <laughs> she's like, I don't, she's like, yeah, I, you know, I think so, but you should put it on. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I put it on. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's so good. And she's like, this is really good. I was like, yeah, it's like silly good, but it's like strangely 
not a thing you hear about that much. Yep. Like, I don't, I feel like she was influential in that, like, kind of behind the scenes sort of way. Like, a lot of people probably listen to her. Yep. Um, because she also got played, I believe, on MTV. I think so. Um, Queen of Hearts, I believe, got played on MTV, and my dad was in love with her. I think he had a crush on her, but uh, so we had like greatest hits or whatever, but we only listened to like all the songs off of Juice, and uh, yeah, so it was like in the house a lot. Um, and it's just it's still good. Like, I kind of got it sort of as a lark because it was like in really good shape and it was really cheap, and I was like, oh, this is the one. And then I was like, oh, my God, it really is the one. Yep. The one I mean, true if, ring. If you, if you have any interest in picking that one up, you're going to find it. You're going to find it for a good price. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. If you do not know the, the work of Juice Newton, especially Juice, just look for the record where she's sitting I, down. Yeah. I'd mostly stick with Juice. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell you. I literally can't tell you another note off another record. All I know oh, is... Especially, especially those three songs. Like I, they slay me. So that that really took me by surprise, my friend. There, I did not see, see a Juice Newton coming up in conversation there was, <laughs> between you and I. There's like there's like three more on here. I'm pretty sure I could just be like, just say the names and you'd be like, what are you now doing? Do, do we know is Juice her? Uh, is that the name on her uh, birth certificate? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's her Christian name. <laughs> uh, let's see. She was born Judy K. Juice Newton. Wow. Oh, so it was a nickname. Yeah, Judy K. Golly. Oof. Juice Newton. Juice. That's so great. <laughs> that's so great. Born in New one. Jersey. What? That one took me by surprise. There you go. I dropped it. My last one I'm actually embarrassed about. Come on, there's no embarrassment here. I just told you about Juice Newton. <laughs> <laughs> so we've broken down our walls now. That is true. So <laughs> mine let's see, I'm looking at I'm kind of kind of going back through it. Yep. But most of mine I'm like, yeah, you know, these are ballad, like whatever. This right. is really based on three songs only. Yes. Out of out of an entire career. Mm-hmm. And a fourth with just simply a song title that I think is awkwardly genius. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to explain them all. Yep. But it's by the legendary artist Michael Bolton. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, it all is. Right. Are you ready for yes, three songs? Yeah, okay. hit me. Track one. one. How can we be lovers there and it can't is. be friends? I was about to say, if this is not on this list. <laughs> How can we start over when the I'm fight never ends, baby? <laughs> How can we make love if we can't make amends? Ugh. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? I just said that off the top of my head. That is sick. Yes. And I was repeating them with you to help you out if you needed any. So there you go. Guess who wrote that song? Uh, Juice Newton. <laughs> It ties back to previous conversations we've had. Was it Desmond that guy? Child. Yeah, Desmond, Desmond Child, right? And yeah. it was a co-rate with Desmond Child, Diane Warren, and Michael Bolton. Wow. But yeah, he probably the brought thing, the right? word amends. That's probably <laughs> yeah, his yeah. right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> when that song comes on, I just 
I get lost in it. It's such a like it's pro- it's really about the production on these songs. On all three songs yes. I'm going to go through here, it's really about the production because like you got to remember like Michael Bolton was sort of like the weird like wanted to be a hair metal like lead singer Correct. and it didn't work out. So he sort of awkwardly became like the sort of like sex symbol like Kenny right. G of pop Ugh. vocal like what was the band that he was in? Um I forget, but he tried out for, I think he tried out for like, um, like, I don't know, like a Black Sabbath type thing or something. Like he's, he like tried out for like legitimate bands and they were like, yeah, no thanks. But like, all right, bro. Um, that song is just like the, the time when I hear it, it takes me back to a certain time (laughs) in my life. And it sort of reminds me of like getting my hair cut and like, uh, fantastic (laughs) Sam's. Do you know what I mean? It's just like. But here's the thing. It, it keeps going, right? And then it sort of builds up to the bridge. It's a very bridge-heavy thing. And then out of nowhere, it drops. No sound. And he just <laughs> yells, right. we can work it out. And then it goes yes. back up another level where, yep. like, the vocals come back in, like, at a higher oh. pitch. Yes. And then it's like, we Key can change. work it out. How can we? It even goes yep. higher. And you're like, whoa, what? did This, this just took me to another plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's track one. Oh. Track two, time, love, and tenderness. Ooh, time, love, love and tenderness. When love puts you through the fire, when love puts you through the test, nothing cures a broken heart like time, love, and tenderness. Where does the tenderness come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who's bringing that? Aren't you now not with the person you're trying to be with? Come on. Another song written by Diane Warren, by the way. But uh, um, yes. I guess another like. Total Oof. pop song, like I think just about anybody could have sang that song and it right. would have worked. Oh, now, the bolt. The third song is one, there's a little bit of a backstory. Oh, I boy. was working with an artist and we were making a record, and there's sort of that downtime, you know, and like mm-hmm. everybody's kind of outside. And Michael Bolton comes up, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, like I didn't really say anything. And the uh, the drummer, and who's a producer now, and the engineer uh, of the studio who owned the studio were both like, Dude, I said I loved you, but I lied. It's like one of the best songs Dude, ever. I loved and I was you, like, but I lied. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, it's so good. And I was like, I, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I was trying not to like show my cards <laughs> with how can we be lovers if we can't be right. friends. Which, by the way, is a great song title. Yeah. And uh, and they're like, hold on, hold on. And so like they pull it up on their phone and they play it. And like you you see these two musical guys like walking you through the song. Right. But they were talking about, like, it's got those great background vocals that come in. Yes. And um, it's got that whole, like, the whole guitar solo is like a Spanish guitar, like, out of nowhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, right. And you know who produced that song? Who? Mutt Lang. Of course. <laughs> and I was of course. like, oh, my gosh. And after I listened to it, I was like, this makes total sense. And yep. all I'm saying is, since that moment. One of the guys won a Grammy <laughs> as a producer, <laughs> and the other guy makes records with like mainstream country acts all day long for a living. I mean, like, right. like they knew what they were talking about, and I was just blown away. It's like I, and now whenever I hear that song, I'm like, this is such a genius song. It's so right. great. So it's really only about those three songs, but That's only fair. he could have a song that's titled "Can I Touch You?" Dot dot dot. There. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know, Michael. Can you? I mean, I guess it's nice because you're asking. But what exactly are you asking? Can dot, I touch dot, you dot, there? I just love there? it. It it doesn't say can I touch you there. Like nope. that's not that's not enough. Someone was like, hold on, hold on. Uh, can I touch you? Dot dot dot. We need to build some suspense here. Yes. Dot dot dot. There. <laughs> can we fly in that ellipsis, please? <laughs> Just put it around right there, right there. <laughs> Fly it in, baby. Boom. I'm telling you, man, those songs, wow. like, I could just, I can throw them on and I can sing way too many words. And I don't really know why, because it's not like, again, I think these are things that's like, it's not, I don't listen to these much. But when they come on, I just know every word. And I think that says something about mostly the song and like the performance in and of itself right. and the production, obviously that, cause most of when I go back through my list and they're just great pop songs, you know what I mean? At the end right. of the day, they're like earworm things that get stuck in there. And like, even if you like want to laugh about whatever Michael Bolton's career is, it's like, dude could sing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And put them, yeah. put them with a really great, well, I mean, that's well, what I consider a great pop song. Other people right. may, may <laughs> challenge me there, right. but you know, like just a catchy, well-produced song by hit songwriters and and you and you and you have you have finished the formula perfectly that's all i'm saying so. yes you have so that's it wow that's a good that's good <laughs> that's real good i'm, it's I'm kind of stunned. embarrassing <laughs> i'm stunned right now we just talked about juice newton mike michael bolden <laughs> back to back <laughs> so and, and expect to have friends outside of this. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm waiting for, I have one friend, he always like hit, when he listens to these, he, he hits me with like a comment. So I'm, I'm ready for, he's going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> he's like, Juice Newton. I'm like, come on, man, just listen to the record. Um, so on, I know we are in our crunch time now. That's right. We'll uh, do it. We can do, do it. Do we have, do we have, time for not maybe even another do you have do you have like a song on your list that's like man this is one that like i really feel needs to be yeah go for it spoken go first spoken about I've, I've got one i've got one okay we'll, we'll make this one rather quick okay so this is like honorable mention okay. um which is not fair enough for this song this should not really be a surprise to anybody because i think this is probably the most perfect song ever written. I will go into that, but <clears throat> Bonnie Raitt's I Can't Make You Love Me. Oh my gosh, stop it. I mean, that song should be shot into space. It's the only... Go on, you go first, and I've got a story about that song. Yeah, there's a whole, like, there's a whole uh, triumvirate, <laughs> if you will, of her stuff that, like, I really love. Um and it, I think it all exists on like two records, but uh, I can't make you love me. Uh, Nick of time and uh, thing called love. Those yeah. are all like those songs are so good. But the best of them all is I can't make you love me, which I personally feel is it's one of the only times in a like huge produced sort of way and setting that like the actual feel of the song has matched up as perfectly with the, like the lyrical content and the feel, everything about it feels like it's supposed to feel yeah. like 
there's no it feels like nothing artificial has been done to it it feels like which supposedly uh, the urban legend here is that they were all about to leave for the night and like somebody was like hey let's give this one you know like one shot or whatever and they had not maybe they had played it once before but they never like really given it a shot and what you hear is the dudes playing it the first time wow. and they nailed it yeah. that's the urban legend I doubt it's probably true, but man, it makes it even more romantic. <laughs> oh. But it is like the most heartbreaking. Oh. Like, it's been covered to death. Yes, and some of them are also great. Yeah, uh, you can't beat that version. But that her voice in that song, the piano, everything about it, it's stunning. I go. was in a um, my real short story on that was I did this sort of like. Uh, like Nashville leadership kind of music businessy program type thing, and like mm-hmm. um, about three or four years ago, and the very first one is they do like days, so there was one about publishing, so they they opened it up with like a songwriter round and the Bluebird, and it was nice. the very first thing, and I was just sort of like thinking back now, I really appreciate it at the moment. I was sort of like, what is this? Because I had no idea what was going on. Right. But anyway, there's like these legendary songwriters in there. And one of them was Alan Shamblin, who co-wrote yep. that song. And yep. he played it. And dude, there wasn't a dry eye in the room in the Bluebird right. at like 8 a.m. when he's playing. Right. And I'm like, this dude wrote that song. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I'm wow. just so familiar only with the Bonnie Ray version. And it's like, I think that's when, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I air a lot on songwriter rights these days in my career. And sure. like when you hear that that two dudes wrote that song, you know, and you're like, right. and then you hear her version of it, like that's what that's what makes the music business work at its best. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's when you take two guys that wrote a rando song like that, you put it with Bonnie Ray, you produce it like you just said, true or not true, and it comes right. out and it will live forever. Do you know what I mean? But right. I just couldn't believe it. I was like I don't. I can believe that that song was written by two guys like this. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. And and when you meet this guy, he's totally unassuming. Like he just, you know, you would think he was just like from a ranch in Texas or something. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like he's so nice, you know, and like, right. holy cow! I mean, perfect, perfect song. It is a good perfect, job on that one. Perfect song. There you go. Go ahead. Mine's like, mine's a lot cheesier. <laughs> I don't even like totally okay. that one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Mine Just is, say Juice Newton then. Mine is, uh, <laughs> it's literally, uh, I mean, this isn't like my top, top, top run, but like right. my, my, my final like bonus round was going to be Bon Jovi's New Jersey <laughs> yep, <laughs> album. And I know the whole thing front to back, but I think Born to Be My Baby on that album is like Oof. such a great, like, it, it's everything like, like if you, it's everything about like Sp- Springsteen and Bon Jovi, like wrapped into one, like with right. 80s pop production. Like, you know, like when Springsteen was kind of struggling in the 80s, it was like that was his song. You know what I mean? Like that was like sort of like who took the torch and made it poppy and kind of cheesy enough to like make it work. But yep. that song is just everyone, you know, and look. Everyone always assumes that it's all about living on a prayer, but I think "Born to Be My Baby" is the jam, man. It's, it's just, the one. Oh, it's the it's one. Just, 
I just love it. It's just catchy from beginning to end. But, you know, although it might only be challenged by in the Bon Jovi catalog by uh, <laughs> Blaze of Glory. <laughs> Shot! <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I, mean, I the... actually almost put the Young Guns 2 soundtrack on here. But, like, right. I just couldn't quite go that far. But I know so <laughs> many of those songs, too. Because, again... And this is this is like a, a dated thing for you and I that we talk about a lot. But like when you bought an album, you lived with it. You know what I mean? Like you right. gave your harder money for it. And whether or not you absolutely loved every song, you usually knew it because especially if it was on a cassette, it's just right. how it flowed. You know what I mean? Like right. you couldn't be rewinding and forwarding your whole life. So you just listened to it. It's like, I'm just going to let it play, man. Because that function on my tape player gave out first. Yeah. The, like no, song selector. Like, ah, come on. I'm working on a cassette deck right now, two of them, and I'm I'm going to throw them both out the window. They're the worst <laughs> mechanical machines I've ever encountered in my life, and I don't know why I ever agree to work on one. This is the last one ever. Ever. <laughs> this was fun. I, uh, I've i been looking forward to this for two weeks, and I I had to pare my list way down. So I think we can do a round yes. two in the future. We should just do it. We should just do it. <laughs> we should just start right now. Just hang well, up, maybe we call me do... back, we'll do it again. <laughs> maybe we can do round two later this week, because right. I'm on vacation this week, so I'd rather right. nothing better to do than uh, than to talk guilty pleasures with you. <laughs> I still, yeah, I mean, I left off, you know, I feel like we've sort of covered some of them. Like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, Pointer Sisters obsession, uh, that could easily slide into what people yes. would consider yeah. guilty play. And everybody knows that I love Madonna, like... Oh, I'd say Madonna, like Immaculate Collection for me is one of those driving an hour albums. Like you put that album on and it's like, dude, I mean, oh, you know, it's just perfect, you know? Yep. Um, And I, we, everyone is well aware of our Sinead (laughs) O'Connor. Yeah. I was about to say, we have, we've, we've, we've definitely touched on some of them here and there. Maybe more than once. So we have, I think we started with a lot of guilty pleasures with all my hair metal purchases. Of those <laughs> right. Sorts, so, and Hall and Oates and Hall and Oates. Sinead and yeah. Yeah. That's it's so great. It's a great. thing. Yeah. That's what makes it all fun. So, right. All right. We'll, we'll work on round two and figure out yes. time to chat later this week. So sounds good, man. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Right. Yep. Bye. Bye.